0: This is the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Chris. St. John of the Cross wrote, In the happy night, in secret, When no one saw me, nor I beheld aught, Without light or guide, save that which burned in my heart. This light guided me more surely than the light of noonday, To the place where he, well I knew who, was awaiting me. A place where none appeared. The dark night of the soul is a bittersweet place where pain and growth meet. It's a place where you feel completely alone as though God will never be near again. And in this chapter of our conversation, Gretchen tells her story of the dark night of the soul and what it was like when she felt God wasn't there. We often have those mentors in our own spiritual lives, the people that we look up to for wisdom, guidance, and insight. We often look up to them because they've experienced what we've experienced. We look to them because we want to find in some way that what we're experiencing isn't unique and that we're not alone.
1: I found it's, you don't always have to know these people. Uh, personally to sort of be mentored by them. Sometimes you can just be, you can find a mentor from people who have been gone hundreds of years through their writings or um, from afar. But are there any other particular mentors um, that have helped you along in the faith um, similarly?
2: Well, I can remember when um, I first started growing and I still had young children, we lived out in the country. And so I would put on a certain radio station in Tallahassee, Florida, that had a lot of preachers on it. And um, Charles Stanley was one of them, John MacArthur. Um, And so I would listen to them, uh, you know, going to and from town. And so I grew a lot in just all the sermons I heard uh, from Bible studies. You know, Beth Moore and Anne Graham Lotz were two of my favorites. And um, and then, you know, you you speak about older people that are just dead and gone. You know, Brother Lawrence's book. I love a lot of the classic Mm -hmm. scholars. Um, So, you know, Brother Lawrence, I gained a lot from him. Um, Hannah Whittle Smith, um, uh, Andrew Murray, you know, just I had a voracious appetite for reading when I first began to learn what was available to me. And I think I liked older authors um, and classics more than contemporaries. A lot of times Um, I just love how God has been eternal and what he did in someone's life, you know, 500 years ago is still so very relevant to me today. And it, it can explain so much of what I'm going through, you know, Even the terms like, you know, the dark night of the soul. I can remember when I was, um, I think it was like year 2000, I was going through a real struggle and uh, seemed very confused by it. And then I remember reading about it and um, my utmost for his highest. And one of my favorite devotionals is streams in the desert and just, you know, certain older classics bring to light what's still going on today. And, it is
1: a rich resource. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you mind if I ask um, you to elaborate a little bit on that that dark spot? Um, that is one of the questions we like to ask people is, uh, you know, how we deal with or how they've dealt with uh, certain difficult spots, because um, we think, at least, the, the church doesn't do a good enough job sort of um, expressing those stories and, and really talking about what they are. And I love that you brought up the dark night of the soul, because that is one of the best <clears throat> sort of images of what it is um to go through these dark periods of of internal suffering and and striving. But when we come through them, that's when we often experience we, we looking back, we can tell that we've experienced the most growth or that Jesus was walking with us closer than he's ever walked with us before.
0: And I've been through I've been through one personally here in the last six years. Started, yeah, probably six years ago. And it uh, I think one of the things that would really, really help Christians is if they could learn to uh, they could learn that these dark nights of the soul are fairly common for, for Christians, but, but it doesn't seem like that's the, the message that we hear from the pulpits nowadays. Mm-hmm. And so um, what, was it, what was it like for you going through that and? How did you How did you maintain a, a passion for Christ going through that or coming out of it?
2: Um, I didn't learn about the terminology of it until towards the end of my time. So I sort of muddled my way through it for, it seems like, much of the time. Mm-hmm. But the way I would describe it, I think there's two different ways we experience hard trials, you know. Um, sometimes it deals with discipline and sin, but what was a marked difference in sort of the dark night of the soul kind of experience is that it did not have to deal with sin, it dealt with pruning. Mm. Because, um, I, as a in my nature, I'm a perfectionist and I'm really trying to get away from that. I, I call myself a recovering perfectionist, but I'm not even. I'm going to stop even saying that because (laughs) just a couple of days ago, the Lord, I I learned something that, you know, only God is perfect. And I really feel like perfectionism is idolatry. And I'm Mm. like, man, I really have to distance myself from, you know, those tendencies. But anyway, so as a perfectionist, you know, I'm all about trying hard. And, uh, you know, a perfectionist will gloss over and ignore the 99 things that are right and they hone in on what's wrong and they just, they can exhaust themselves trying to fix it. So when I started going through my dark night of the soul uh, at first, I would, I began to just self-examine a lot and I tend to normally self-examine anyway. And I think that is probably uh, what motivates a lot of my writing on my um, website is that, you know, I am asking myself quite myself questions and wanting to learn and understand from the Lord, What's going on, or what do I need to do differently, or what do I need to perceive differently? So I had that um, habit about myself anyway. So as I began to examine and think, what have I done wrong? Why am I not feeling close with the Lord? I I could not come up with anything. I mean, there was no unrepentant sin, um, and so I just sort of dug deep. I tried to be more devoted and it was like God was a million miles away. I did not feel close to him. I just felt like I, he was very silent. Uh, I know my utmost for his highest talks a lot about uh, the darkness. And that word darkness and silence from God, those described the dark night of the soul is You don't feel close. You can't figure out what's wrong. You're trying hard to remedy it. You you long to be close again because, but I think someone who's going through a dark night of the soul is someone that's already tasted of the intimacy with Christ.
0: Mm. So
2: then, when you sort of remove that intimacy, uh, it's it's very disconcerting. It's it's painful. It's um, you know you don't like it at all. You you can almost become a little frantic about it, trying to figure out what is wrong. And then you mix in just sort of the conditional love we're used to on this earth. And you begin to think there's surely some way I have displeased the Lord and it's some kind of punishment. Mm -hmm. But that's the thing about the dark night of the soul. You know, you just have to persevere. And, uh, I can remember thinking, and praying to the Lord, you know, I don't know where you are, and I don't know where I am. I can't even judge if I'm in the right, if I'm in the wrong, and I would just pray, you're going to have to come find me, because I don't know where I am anymore. And uh, usually that time period is not a quick period. My season lasted about a year and a half, and it usually deals with just more than one area of your life. Like I can remember thinking, if someone looked at my life on paper, there was no reason for me to be feeling the way I felt. Everything was pretty much going okay, but yet I was miserable on the inside because I did not feel close to God. Uh, I did not see any spiritual growth in me, and that's another frustrating part Mm -hmm. because I knew it had to be some kind of work of the Lord, but I saw no fruit. And then that was discouraging because as a perfectionist, what do you do a lot? You're me you're measuring. Persevere through a lot if I feel like I'm progressing. And I can remember getting towards the end of it and looking back as I came out of it. And I in hindsight, I could see great gain. There was much fruit, much righteousness that came from that time period. But during the time It was a time of feeling confused and distant from the Lord.
0: Gretchen, thanks for sharing that part of your story. If you're listening to this today and you're going through one of these dark nights of the soul, I want to encourage you, it may feel like God is not there. It may feel like you're distant from God and that nothing will ever make you happy again. But remember what the psalmist said in Psalm 42. He asked, Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I shall yet praise him, my salvation and my God. God has not left you in the middle of this dark night of the soul, and eventually the darkness will lift. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Daily Growth Discipleship podcast. If you're listening to these episodes and don't want to wait anymore for the full conversation, go to dailygrowthdiscipleship.com and join the Daily Growth community and we'll give you instant access to the full conversation. If you don't mind waiting, be sure to check out our next chapter in this conversation where Gretchen talks about what she went through when the darkness finally lifted...